And she said, your house has been raided. Hello and welcome to Holding Heritage. This is a space to explore and have honest conversations around the Asian North American experience. We'll focus on Canadian refugee stories, family, heritage, and bridging generational gaps. My name is Holly. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello and welcome to another Exploring Roots episode where we focus on real refugee and immigrant storytelling directly from refugees and immigrants themselves. Today's episode is one of my all-time favorite stories from and about my papa, aka my maternal grandmother. It showcases her incredible wit and bravery during a really difficult time. The conversation you're about to hear is between myself, my mom, and my grandmother. I'll be translating the English as you'll hear, and you'll also notice a few times my mom and grandma switch between Cantonese and Vietnamese, which is a super often occurrence in our household. Let me give you some context before we jump into the story. As you know, my family is ethnically Chinese, but grew up and spent their lives in North Vietnam. My mom's side specifically lived in Hanoi. They were forced to leave the country in 1979 during the boat people refugee crisis. The fall of Saigon and the South Vietnamese government happened in April of 1975. North and South Vietnam were formally unified as the Socialist Republic of Vietnam under communist rule in July of that same year. A couple months later, in September, the South Vietnamese currency, known as the First Dong, was replaced by a new currency known as the Liberation Dong, at a rate of one new Liberation Dong to 500 First Dong. A few years after, on May 3, 1978, the North and South Dong were then unified as well. Prior to this, there was the Northern Dong as well as that Southern Liberation Dong. When this happened, one new dong equaled one northern dong, or 0.8 southern liberation dong. When this currency change happened, there was a cap to how much individuals or families could legally exchange. For example, a household of one person could only exchange a maximum of 100 dong. For a household of two, the maximum was 200. For households more than two, per additional person, they could only exchange 50 dong more each. There was also a maximum you could exchange regardless of the number of people in your household, and that was 500 dong. These currency changes affected countless individuals and families across the country, essentially turning hard-earned money into worthless paper overnight. Okay, so now that we have some context, let's get into today's story, which happened May of 1978 in Hanoi, just after the currency unification of the North and the South. Uh, What was it like that day? Vietnam changed their currency. They didn't notify you, though. Now is different. You have an account with the bank, but back then, that wasn't the case. I mean, there were really wealthy people who had accounts with the banks, but no way we were able to. So we just kept our money at home. 
咁啊換錢，咁佢哋梗係跟蹤我哋，知道我哋係誒屬於係做政府工。So when the currency changed, of course, since we were a part of the working class, they followed and tracked our spending. My grandmother worked in a manufacturing warehouse. She helped make candy, mooncakes, and other food-related items. This manufacturing warehouse was owned by the government, so she was carefully watched. And I also worked on the side. My grandmother also did side business. My grandpa was a herbalist and worked for a herbalist company owned also by the government. So on the side, my family also sold herbal medicines outside of their day jobs. They didn't know exactly what we were doing, but they could see that we had more money than we probably should have. 咁樣咧，你屋企又有電單車啦，有車衣機啦，又即係誒睇你啲細路哥啊，食嘢啊，衫褲啊，著啊，都好豐富咁樣啦。So they would see our house have a scooter, a sewing machine, even the way our kids were, the food they ate, the clothes they wore, all of the things we had were really abundant. 咁佢又失掉啲嘢，咁啊換錢，咁我又冇錢換喎。So they were already suspicious, and when the currency change came, they also noticed I didn't have any money to exchange. 听到换钱，快啲走去买嘢食啦，几贵都买。And that's because when I heard that they were going to change the currency, I would go and just spend the money on food, no matter how expensive things were. I would just buy anything I could. So, like, you would have cash at home, and then all of a sudden, one day, they would be like, "Just paper." So then, when the currency exchange day came, what Popo need to do is need to spend the money. If you leave it, even you buy the stupidest thing, is like Tai Yi said, "Mama, đưa biết tám trăm nghìn đồng cho nó đi mua kẹo mua gì ăn." Here, my mom recalls in Vietnamese my grandmother giving one of her older sisters about eighty thousand dong just to go buy candy. So I bought a bunch of food and groceries, and I think that's when they really followed us. 跟住我哋，我哋买乜嘢佢知晒，不过我唔知啊嘛。So from then on, anything we bought, they knew about it. But at the time, I wasn't aware of that. 咁啊，第日咧，第日啫，今日换钱，听日第日即刻嚟屋企抄嘢。So the very next day, after the currency change, they came to the house and searched everything. Um, I 宁愿我去买贵嘢食，我攞嘢食翻嚟，我食仲好过我俾你政府啊嘛。I'd rather spend on expensive things or food than give it or exchange it to the government. 第二日朝早一定系嚟抄我屋企，几犀利啊！你话，嗯，你冇走得去边度啊？ So the very next day in the morning, they came to search the house. I couldn't go anywhere. There was nowhere to hide. They arrested me, and at that time, I was pregnant. My grandmother was about seven or eight months pregnant with my youngest aunt at that time. He said, "You have to say no. You don't say no. I'll hide you here." They said I had to tell them everything, confess to everything, or else they would make me have my baby in prison. So me, okay, 
So that night, while I was in jail, all the sisters went to buy me wonton soup to send into the police station for me to eat. Although they weren't allowed to come in and actually see me, they did give me the wonton soup. Mom, I don't know if you remember this, but when they raided the house, I wasn't sure if you or dad were actually home or not. I was walking home from school through the alley. And our neighbor who sold ice cream, those two sisters that always sold popsicles. She ran over to me in the alley, right where they sold those toy spinning tops. And she said, your house has been raided. And I yelled at her. I said, curse you, curse your mouth. Don't say those bad things. <laughs> and she said, no, I'm serious. Your house really has been raided. And then I looked at her face and she didn't look like she was lying. So I ran home as fast as I could. I remember standing, facing the front of the house. The doors were wide open. I walked in and I didn't see you anywhere. I saw our closets and chests all open. They were all open and I didn't see you. I don't remember if grandma was home at the time, but I think she might have been. But wow, when I looked, nothing was left. I remember just seeing the bed and that was it. Nothing was left. They took everything, even the cufflinks they took. I asked why, and they said that it was because they were gold. So let me tell you, I was pregnant, right? And they took all of my things, were telling me that they were going to take me to jail. And in that moment, I had a bit of a thought, a plan. And it was only my body that they hadn't searched yet. And I remembered that I had a necklace on. So I said to the officers, I'm really hungry. I need to eat something. I did eat, but I was honestly not hungry at all. I was just stalling for time, so I told them that I was going to eat one bowl of rice. After I ate, I said I was really hot. I need to take a shower. When I went for a shower, I took off my necklace and then hid it there. 
。好啊，我譬如我有嘢喺沖涼房，因為沖涼房係我哋自己用，即係冇有邊個用啊嘛。And then when I came out, I quietly whispered to Grandma. I said, "I left something in the shower because that shower was just ours. No one else used it." I think I was pretty smart back then. I knew that as soon as they brought me in, they would search my body. Wow, silly, Then she go. That's the last thing that she have in her body. Just 最后一样嘢值钱。就算我冇嘢，我都冲个凉靓凉先，因为冇得冲凉。Even if I didn't have anything to hide, at least I could take a nice shower. Otherwise, once I'm in prison, I definitely wouldn't be able to take a shower. Mom, you're great. Wow, Mom, you're amazing. Talk about. 好笑！我話我真係我我話我我諗起嚟，我話我而家我都唔知點解我又又諗得啲咁嘅嘢咧。Man, it's really funny to even look back on now. I don't even know how I even thought to do that. 咁咩？佢你坐咩車？即係行路上去差館啊？姐。So how did you even get to the police station? Did you walk or what? 冇，佢梗係有住上汽車就載我去啦，載咗貨先，載載曬啲傢俬先。No, of course they took me in a car. They had cars to take away all of our furniture and things first, and then a car to take me away to the police station. 佢佢佢俾你喺邊度住？點？唔係一間房就細細自己嗰度温住咯，鎖住咯。So where did they keep you? They just locked me in a small room by myself. 佢冇鎖手，即係。嗰晚啊啊，佢第日寄文吞面啊俾我食，好似几日啊乜嘢。They left me unhandcuffed in there. That was the first night I got the wonton soup, and I think I was there for a couple of days after. 嗰晚你我就唔知你几耐啦，不过嗰日即系你，我唔知系我翻嚟你，我翻嚟我冇见你，即系你被捉咗啦，因为我记得。I don't remember how long you were in there for, but that night I remember I came home and I didn't see you. You had already been taken away to the police station. 我翻嚟咧，我唔见到你噶啦。你知唔知我喺行街？我走去行总，行总系嗰度系嗰个 police station 喺嗰度啊嘛。You know, after I didn't see you at home, I actually ran all the way to the police station. 嗰时我细，我望醒，好多灯光，我喺出边我望。Back then, I was so small. I was just standing right outside of the station, and I saw all of the lights, but I didn't dare go inside. But I know you were taken to that place. I don't know why I went to that place. I went to that place. I stayed there. It's like that. But I knew that you were locked up inside. I didn't know why I actually ran all the way there, but I just stood there. That was it. I don't remember if I was I don't remember crying. I don't think I did, but I know I felt really scared. I just ran there, stood there for a second, and then ran back home. We then asked my grandmother what it was like at the police station, what sort of questions they were asking, and how she answered them. Uh, some way he he 一阵就嚟问，一阵就第二个问，三四个又走去问。
When I was at the station, one person would come and interrogate me, and then another person, and then a different person, about three to four different people. How do you have these things? Where do you get these from? How do you own these? To whatever they asked, I answered truthfully. I was being careful with my answers, of course. The car, the fridge, all the things that I bought. I got them all from Saigon, and I had all of the paperwork. And for some other things, when they asked where I came from, I told them that my family gave them to me, and some of it I bought myself. And then they'd ask, well, how do you have so much money to buy these things? And I told them that my father-in-law gave me money. And so they couldn't refute it or prove otherwise. Because at that time, Grandpa had already passed away. But no matter who was questioning me, I always answered exactly the same way. Whenever they would ask me, they would write down my answers. And same with the next person, they would ask me and write down my answers. They kept saying to me that I had to tell the truth, otherwise they would make me give birth in the jail. And so everybody that interrogated me all had the same answers. They all matched. They had already taken all of our things, two big trucks full of our belongings. They should have been satisfied already. They even took my food processor. The rice cooker and even all of my vinyl records, I had about a hundred of them. Oh yeah, record. Because those days that you, before that, you're not allowed to listen. Most of these vinyl records that my grandmother had were from Chinese, Mandarin, and Hong Kong artists, even some Vietnamese ones, but most of the music you weren't allowed to listen to at the time. They were considered forbidden. So they found some case 80 of the records. So gave her back 20 only. So take it with us. And they sell it at With the remaining 20 vinyl records that they had left, they actually brought with them on the refugee boat and were later able to sell them or exchange them for money, food, and other basic necessities. (laughs) (laughs) 
，我我都唔知我点解我咁鬼细。Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to one of my grandmother's stories. It's hearing about these experiences that inspire and motivate me to keep asking questions about my family and heritage. The strength of especially the women around me and within my family feels empowering and absolutely priceless. As always, you can check out the episode show notes at holdingheritage.com for some extra content and photos. If you like this episode, please share it, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So you can shoot me an email at holly at holdingheritage.com. I'll meet you back here again very, very soon. Bye. Intro and outro music by Blue Wednesday. Be sure to check him out; he's amazing. And as always, Holding Heritage is proudly created, produced, and geographically based on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded lands of the Slave Tooth and Comox nations of the Coast Salish peoples. <laughs>